0: Welcome to the first episode of 2022 for the Ladies Who Launch. Uh, Alyssa and I are hanging out on a balmy Sunday and we're we're, we're just chilling. How are you doing, Alyssa?
1: Doing good. It's it's funny. Are, I mean, we are recording this on the 16th. So technically, I guess it's, it's our first recording of our podcast for 2022. Um, because yeah, this is the first time we've met. But you know, it's interesting... already in mid-January.
2: January January is my least favorite month of the year by far, but it's kind of interesting already. Like I find it that this has actually gone by quicker than I thought. Normally
1: January is always a bit of a crawl because it's just like getting out of Christmas and there's nothing really to look forward to, but the fact it's already mid-January and that we're, you can almost see the light of day. It's lighter, longer, and we're not sort of stuck in this like never-ending, dark web of yuck is better. But as we will get to today in our conversation, I am in no way, shape, or form ready for 2022 from a business perspective or personal perspective, quite frankly.
0: And on the flip side, for the first time in what feels like two years, I'm actually pretty freaking ready. I feel like I kicked off this year from a business standpoint quite positively. I made some really positive, good changes over the Christmas break, took a solid breather, really focused on my mental health, myself, put some good stuff into place so that I don't burn out this year. Personally, however, definitely still struggling slightly. Uh, (laughs) Already have had a couple of roadblocks, not really in my control roadblocks, but one thing I'll say that I'm impressed with is I've certainly, um, I'm dealing with stress a little bit better than I was last year. So that's good.
2: Well, yeah, it's only a few weeks in. So let's just <laughs> let's just hold back just a tad.
0: Let's just calm down. Oh, by the way, Bailey's here and she just... Yeah,
1: <laughs> Bailey saying hi.
0: <laughs> She's like, you guys are both wrong. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are idiots. I know what's happening. What I will say is the ongoing COVID situation is just pissing me off at this point. And um, living in Alberta is still a challenge
2: with this whole yeah, Living in Alberta is just a challenge generally. And uh, this is not helping.
0: Yeah, That's I think... Said, let's kick stuff off with a rant from Alyssa. And then we have some positive things to say.
2: Yeah,
1: So... My rant is sort of it is related to COVID and it's also related to Christmas. So it's not entirely timely, but I think it's a good discussion to
2: have because it's always my, it's always my belief. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word belief. But if you work in communications, PR,
1: digital, whatever it is that you do that you are servicing clients. You should never be the story, ever. No one should know that you exist. You do the work. You're behind the scenes. You should never be the story. So let me just preface that, like the story by saying that. So as I'm perusing my Instagram feed before Christmas, so it was like a week before Christmas. So when people started posting their Christmas parties, which I thought was hysterical, and when when things were just going like... Completely batshit crazy in Alberta that people are having Christmas parties. But putting that aside, I see a photo of of a um, uh, a, a, a digital
2: agency, and they posted that they had, had their Christmas party and whatever. Scroll on past, and then um,
1: after Christmas, suddenly there's Insta Instagram posts of like, oh yeah, we all have COVID. And just be be patient with us as we get things rolling over Christmas because we all have COVID. So I'm sitting there in my mind thinking, well, aren't you just a victim of your own bad decisions? But from a business perspective, this is just a case study in the fact that you don't want to be the story. You never want to put your clients in a position where they have to feel What? Sorry for you Uh, because you've publicly now indicated that your entire office has COVID and that things may now be a little slower after you posted photos of your Christmas party. So just let that be a lesson that when we're going through things of this nature and you're in a public position or you have a public face, that perhaps it's best to A, be more responsible And B, maybe don't post these things to social media. Even especially those of us that work in the social landscape. Perhaps it's better just to keep things to
2: yourself. Okay, that's my rant for today.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. um, Oh, that's very interesting. I think it's fine to send a memo out to the clients that you have deliverables for to say, hey, So this happened. It's unfortunate. This is the delay you're going to be experiencing because we're sick. But why would you publish it on social?
2: Well, both ends of that. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I probably wouldn't have been posting Christmas
1: party photos in the storm, the storm of Omicron. Like, I probably would have left that off the table too.
0: Yeah, I think the people that did choose to do things... And are continuing to choose to do things that are,
2: that are ill-advised and then
0: posting about it is probably not the greatest thing. Um, yeah. just, you really are implicating yourself there.
1: And, you know, opening well, up. yeah, it's just, I mean, you are showcasing your bad decision and then when the bad decision leads to something yeah. even worse, right. now you've made, I don't know the whole thing. Anyway that's just always been my mantra is to never be the story yourself. And so if you become the story, um, that's problematic.
0: Well, yeah. And and like, I think it's fine on the flip side. I know this is what you're talking about, but to to brag about your clients and the work that you're doing in an organic, cool way. Um, but yeah, I mean, bringing that back to just daily, like daily best practices, I have lots of clients who don't want to be the face of their reels. Mm -hmm. And pretty rare I'll do it once in a while if it if it's a fit but at the end of the day like yeah you're you're the company behind the scenes and you shouldn't be putting yourself in the limelight like that so no you're not a spokesperson right right uh, unless you're like the media contact but anyway very anyway just an unfortunate situation that I think no, yeah. Everybody can be more, well, more aware of. We, we like to be opinionated. And that is that is a very interesting thing. Well, I hope that they are okay as a result. Well, yeah.
1: I hope they're fine. Like, I mean, obviously you don't, I mean...
0: Oh, I just mean like with their clients. Like, yeah, I hope. Um, but yeah, a great lesson that you really don't want to share too terribly much about your personal life on social media, period. Let alone period. that. So (laughs) exactly. Oh man. Um, so that kind of brings us to our chat today. So we want to talk to you guys about starting 2022 off, you know, in whatever way you choose to start 2022 off, but more particularly there's kind of a new age of, I want to call it cultivation of positivity happening called manifestation work. Um, it's been around for a while, but it's really started to kind of pop up online more and more. And I know a number of my inner circle practice different kinds of pieces of manifestation work. So rather than the the old adage of um, New Year's resolution people or New Year's resolutions, people are more and more kind of looking towards uh, actual workshops and different kinds of practices they can do in order to cultivate positive things in their life and speaking from experience I've done quite a bit of this work um, I'd like to do more and I'd like to make time for more of it and it, it is work um, but as somebody who's done some of it I, I will say like if, if you are in a good mindset it's actually quite um, quite a positive experience uh, but yeah we want to kind of go through a couple of different practices with you guys and But why don't we kick it off with, Alyssa, have you done anything like that this year? I'm not.
2: And to be perfectly honest, I'm not the best
1: with the whole manifestation work in any capacity. And I find this time of year sometimes a little frustrating and it's a little overwhelming. And the fact of when you go online in any capacity, whether it's social or blog posts or like all this sort of information coming at you in the first week week or two of January is all about like, um, oh, mood boards and like, get your business off to the right start with all your goals and this, that. And of course, it's all like weight loss, weight loss, weight
2: loss, which is a whole other conversation.
1: But from a business perspective, it's all somehow we're expected that when the the calendar flips to Jan 1, somehow we're all just going to be in this space to be like, oh, okay, let's sit down and figure out 2022 and what this looks like and all that stuff. And for me, I have to be in a good space to get there. And sometimes, I mean, honestly, and I'm sure other people are the same, but like, I may not get there till like February or early March. Like I have to be in a place where I can feel like things have already started. this is what i always find difficult when you're sort of looking at at the beginning of the year and i always find january is way slower for for me and my business generally because people are just starting to get their own situations underway and so um it takes a little while for things to kind of get ramped up into the year so i find even for myself both personally and professionally i kind of don't hit my groove until february and into the spring and i always find january a bit of a a bit of a lull and so I'm always interested in these conversations around manifesting and, and what that looks like with creating your goals and stuff because I just never mentally feel that in January so um I see so many posts now for um mood board seems to be the sort of theme of the moment and I've seen many people on TikTok who got um new iPads for Christmas and and they all have the, the apps where you can do all these the manifestations and create your own mood board on your iPad. And I'm just like, okay, what? I don't even, I mean, I love the whole premise of that. And they always look beautiful. And like, I know some people post them in their office and things, but that always just to me seemed like so much work, like, oh, sourcing the photos and like figuring out what you want. So what, like, I'm always much more of a, what, what can I do just to get it done? And done in a way that makes sense to me as opposed to trying to create something that someone else has done that I that somehow I feel I have to incorporate. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, and I'm sure there's something out there. Like I know a couple of years back, Alyssa found this super amazing planner that kind of had manifestation work built into it. Like every week you would write kind yeah, of- Passion things. planner, so yeah, great. Passion planner, so awesome. So I think there's definitely tools out there if you don't feel like, I mean, I'm a pretty artsy, creative person, but in other ways, like I'm not going to sit down and cut shit out of a magazine and put it on a board and then post it in my office. I'm more like, I like to sit down and every morning and say what I'm grateful for just because it helps me honestly with depression. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I like to try and make lists, but then I also don't limit myself to having to get that list done. Like I try to do attainable list making Um, and I'm horrific at meditation But it is something that I try to do when I am up for it to break up my day or to get energy or to gain perspective or just to feel better. Um, And oftentimes, it will help me feel better. But I'm kind of more someone who, if I'm feeling down, I'll go for a run or I'll call a friend. Um, And that always makes me feel great. So it really just has to be what's like right for you and not what's like the thing of the moment. I think mood boards are super cool and I'm always inspired by other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me in particular, honestly, my situation this year was really just as simple as cheersing a glass of bubbles with my girlfriend at New Year's. And we just listed off what we wanted out of this year. We said what our... um, like, So I like to call them containers, like what our containers were. Um, and then you know you, you try to cultivate people and and experiences to fill those containers throughout the year. and i I personally think as long as you have a positive outlook and you're constantly working towards those things and doing the things you need to do to get there, you will obtain them. And that's manifestation work at its core. um i'm not I'm no like expert at manifestation work whatsoever. I tried a bunch of it last year. I tried a couple programs, and frankly, failed miserably because I was just in such a weird place. Um, But I do know some great resources like Lacey Phillips, who's um, got a whole brand brand around manifestation work. She has really cool workshops that a couple of my girlfriends have done and they found it's helped them with career, like love life, just like feeling better with themselves, their health. Um, And I believe with... So with her, I tried one of her workshops last year, but it was very um, meditation-based and I struggle with that. So I just frankly didn't make the time and, and really didn't do it. <laughs> but I, I, but I do know that it, it's a lot of like figuring out past traumas and then applying those lessons and putting them into practice. One person I really love for my sort of support when I need to be when I need to go from a dark place to a positive place is uh, Mark Groves. He's a podcaster out of LA who specializes actually in relationships, but relationships of all kinds. Not like He's not like a love guru. He talks about friendships, business relationships, like everything is apl- that he talks about is applicable to everything. So if I find I'm having a rupture with a friend or um, like someone that I'm dating or what have you, I'll generally try to find a cast that he talks about things on. And, um, I, I find he really helps. He's helped me with a number of things from having like a closing ceremony with somebody that you were dating just to make sure that there's no bad blood to, um, figuring out what it's like to get over a narcissist if you dated them or have had them, have, have had them as a friend, or perhaps they're part of your, like a family member that has issues with, you know, sucking the energy out of you. (laughs) So yeah, I've used him a lot for that stuff. And I find for me, it's like all about, always about reading and podcasts um, or just like talking to a professional. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I I think that um, the reaching out is always the, the big thing in terms of um, Mm -hmm. whether it's to people or professionals or whatever or otherwise, but where I always struggle, I mean, I don't necessarily. I I do better personally from that perspective in terms of
1: understanding my own limitations and when I need to sort of um, rejig things and all of that. But I struggle from a business perspective, um, quite honestly, because I I find that there. I mean, and maybe someone who's listening can 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 point us in the right direction. But I find it difficult to find business focused sort of manifestation type conversations or type tools for building your business or for organizing your business or any of that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I know people will do mood boards for their business, which to be perfectly honest, I do not understand um, building a mood board for a business, but where that's where I fall down is figuring out like long-term planning and and sort of visual, visualizing what I want this to be. Like I, I, I'm betting that a lot of small business people do, which is why scaling up is so difficult for so many people um, because of the, the the risk that it takes, that's required, and 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 the planning that's required. So from that perspective, is there any is there anything you've done, or is anyone mm-hmm.
0: that
2: you follow that helps from a business perspective?
0: Yes. Yes. Um, So one of the things I did over the last two years that helped me like substantially was tried hiring a business coach. And I got out of it something that I never thought I'd get out of it. I went into it wanting to just level up, wanting to know about how do I put money away to hire people and and who do I hire subcontractors or full-timers like what do I do but what she and, and and like she definitely gave me advice on that and i think now i'm in a position where i need to find a business coach that does that and i've struggled with that um i know lots of social media coaches i know lots of like health and wellness specific sector coaches but i've never found someone that can give me what I need as a social management, digital advertising style company or like marketing in general. Mm-hmm. But I worked with Susan Elford of Elford Communications um, for, for like almost a year and a half. And Susan gave me some of the most valuable pieces of information that I have ever learned about myself. She taught me what kind of leader type I was. She taught me about my tendencies within my life and work and gave me tools to work with those tendencies. So, if you guys have ever read like attached from a relationship standpoint and you're like a secure, anxious, or avoidant attacher, this tendency work is the same kind of style of work, but it focuses on like what kind of tendencies do you have and what's working against you and how can you. Use those to your advantage to be more productive, to have more energy during the day, to draw in clients that are better for you, that kind of thing. And one thing that was super valuable about Susan is I was part of a program where I could call her at any given time. Like one time I called her because I got like this email I didn't know how to deal with from a client. And I called her and we worked through it together. And then it turned out awesome. Like I, I can't count the amount of time she helped me through a sticky situation that I. And now I have a process for those situations. So while I'm still definitely working on refining the business and we're like almost there, um, and I think I could use like some financial advice and some other kinds of more tangible pieces of advice, I'd say she gave me a very intrinsic approach to who I am as a leader and a business owner. And I think, and you know, I fought her on it. I was like, what am I? Like at one point I was like, "I I don't understand like, what we're doing. like, Where's the tangible? And she was like, you have to build a foundation before we can work on the tangible. And she was right. Um, Because of Susan, I will say I have way better boundaries. Um, I put myself first a lot more. And um, I just think I'm an overall better business owner because of my work with her. So I would honestly start with something like that, as much as it's hard to chew in terms of what the money that you're shelling out, I think it's so important to build that foundation around what's internally happening before you can really... Because you can build a successful business, but then not be passionate about it. And Mm -hmm. this is something Alyssa and I have talked about so many times over the last couple of years is like, we built these amazing businesses and they're great and everything, but there have been times, and forgive me, Alyssa, for putting words in your mouth, where I think we've both been like, do we like what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah right? Oh, and you for can't sure. what you're doing yeah. like your whole life, most of the time, right? And then that's the other problem. It shouldn't be your whole life. So I think digging deep on the inside to figure out what it is you're actually trying to accomplish and what your purpose is, um, is, is probably where you need to start. In my opinion.
2: I agree. And I mean, I,
1: I like the idea of a business coach and, um, to be perfectly honest, it seems like that's the, 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 the job du jour these days that everyone calls themselves a business coach. So I would recommend people really look into who they're, yes. who they're hiring and who they're working with because anybody can call themselves a business coach. But what I find most interesting, and I think I've brought this up on um, podcasts in the past, is that there's a real gap. And maybe this is where Dakota and I need to land in terms of what Ladies Who Launch can be as a, as a brand, but there's a very big gap between from between product and service based businesses in terms of the um, accessibility of business coaches, not a lot of business coaches understand how to work with people who sell it, who are a service and sell a service, opposed to a widget. And it's a very different business model, and it's a very different um, set of responsibilities and a set of set of outcomes from a service based business as opposed to like a brick and mortar product store and there's not a lot of tools in terms of books or or courses or anything that are directly beneficial to service based businesses because everything's different like our our accounting's different because we don't we're not sitting here so when you're when you're planning your business you're not sitting here thinking like how many units do i have to sell to break even and all those sorts of things that a typical product based business would be doing and it's like okay but Like, does that mean I'm counting clients or am I counting revenue? Because that's two different things. Like, do I want X amount of clients? Because X amount of clients, I probably can't service properly. Or is it revenue? Like, what's the best way to measure that? And then looking at our expenses versus a product, yes, we don't have as much overhead, but it's ridiculous how much money output we have for software and all kinds
2: of stupid shit that we have to have. So. If anyone would like to <laughs> tell us
1: if these if this these products or services or or people exist to help manifest service business based businesses, I would love that because as much as I love listening to to business podcasts and things like that, it's always directed to product based businesses and so um us service-based businesses are a huge part of the economy and we always sort of get left behind, especially us um, home-based businesses or or under five per people business, under five employee businesses, micro businesses get totally shoved aside and we have a massive, massive part of the economy.
0: Sure. And one thing I would actually query as well in terms of a question I have, I'm always so like, pardon my French fucked up about <laughs> what I should charge my clients. Oh, like it, yeah, and like I've definitely leveled up every year, but I, I like almost feel guilty for doing it, you know. And okay, this we, is we be-
1: need a whole episode on pricing and <laughs> price structure, and okay, like because it's me? a huge issue. And like, should yeah. I like charge hourly or retainer or project based or like all of us are in the same boat with all of this because like sometimes you think oh, retainer is better because I don't have to. I don't want to have to manage time because like, who wants that? But then other things like on a, on a short-term project, a retainer doesn't make any sense. So then it's, then it's hourly, but then what's appropriate because there's so many um, comms and, and social people that are undercutting everyone right now that the landscape of our sector is really actually quite toxic um, in terms of um, the, the lowballing that people are doing for services right now. So yeah, I think we'll have a whole episode on that coming up about pricing because I think that's a conversation that not every that everyone wants to have, but no one does. So because I it's the same, I'm the same, and it's like we don't have like I had no problem when my hairstylist posted on Instagram that she was her rates were going up because of, of supply issues, right? So like her her gloves are have gone up exponentially and foils, and like she had all like a price breakdown of how much things have gone up. And it's like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. like, yeah. So she's upping her prices 5% or 6% or whatever it is. But from a service perspective, people are like, what are you talking about? I'm not paying that. And we, aside from like saying, well, my Zoom account is now this and my Adobe subscription. Like, I mean, we need to better quantify the the cost and the expertise that goes into our rates, like just generally as an entire profession and sector than we do currently. Um, and there's so much secrecy around it. And I think that's partly the problem is that um, everyone has this scarcity model, like, oh, I can't say what I charge and they can't know this. And it's like, but if everybody knew and it was a more transparent process, then mm-hmm. the 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 act of providing proper service would be so much more beneficial to clients because they wouldn't be having to choose between someone who's charging
2: 150 an hour and someone who's charging 30 Mm -hmm. and thinking like, well, I don't, I can't afford the 150, but like these people for 30
1: are going to give me all. And then the people at $30 an hour can't deliver shit. So we have done ourselves a disservice in that area, but um, I think that's a big, that's one of the biggest struggles I have with actually doing long-term planning with my business is pricing structure and what that looks like and what revenue goals look
2: like when you're dealing with, um, servicing clients as opposed to selling a product. Cause it's not as transactional. Mm
0: -hmm. No. And I was actually, as you were talking, I was like, I wonder what would happen if it was regulated in some way. But then of course that's shitty too, because as you level up, um, in your experience, Yeah. I don't know. It's just a very interesting conversation. If you guys have any thoughts around things you want us to look into or chat or like you have an expert that wants to come on to talk about this, definitely throw us a DM at Ladies Who Launch Pod on Instagram. Um, But yeah, I think that having an expert speak to this would be really interesting. But just really quickly to kind of wrap up back to to you, Alyssa. Um, Yeah. If anybody has any service-based specific experts to talk about business development
1: and, uh, you know, yeah, and how to man- and manifesting your business, like your service-based business and, and some tools or tips and tricks on things that you've done to sort of, um, look at your business and it's your business structure and your business model that, um, that have been successful, uh, in a service, in a service-based business. would love to know. I would love to know. I can have you on the next podcast. We will like, yeah. it's just a gap that I've seen in the um, in the landscape of business coaches and all that kind of stuff is that there's not a lot of people who would deal with uh, um,
0: yeah. service-based business. One of our past guests had an amazing business coach last year that did everything she needed, but it was within a specific industry. Whereas Alyssa and I and so many others work with so many different types of clients that it's got to be more broad-based. One thing I'll say is if you are lost and looking for something right away and you, and you have the same question we do, there are those resources though that are like all encompassing. Like for instance, I've harped on this book a million times. I read it over the break right. and it really helped me with my rebrand and everything that's happened to my business. Um, and that would be Fix fix This Next, uh, a book that one of our past guests recommended to us and then Profit First. Both of those books. Yeah, profit First is a good one yeah they're really great now that being said from a manifestation inner work thing um that's a whole other ball game but i think that they both go they both go uh hand in hand for sure and i think digging deep in any respect in your life um whether it be for a business outcome or a personal outcome and both of those should really align i think mm-hmm. that's important to do you know especially and in welcoming in a new year I think it's a cool practice to to really think about what do you want and how are you going to get it and what's the work you're going to do on yourself to get that stuff. So,
2: yeah,
1: agreed. I think even if you start with your mm-hmm. personal mm-hmm. journey, that will manifest itself in your business too. So even if you start thinking of those things to change your life in, in a personal way, um, that will that will automatically make a difference in your business
2: too. Absolutely.
0: But for now, we hope you guys are having a great January and we will talk to you soon. As always, DM us with any suggestions and uh, we look forward to the next episode with you guys.
1: Take care. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.